welcome to In Trouble Again, the podcast where we look at the 1985 animated series Droids, The Adventures of R2-D2 and C-3PO. Uh, I am one of your hosts, William Thrasher, and with me is my counterpart, Matt <clears throat> Matt bradley Shergi. Hello, yeah, and this, uh, this episode we're sort of discussing why we're doing a, a special kind of short-run podcast series on the... Uh, Belated Star Wars droids uh, series from 1985 and 1986. And there are many reasons to do this. Uh, among them, a few years ago, we did a short-run podcast called Shermometer Critiquing the Critic, where we reviewed every episode of the 90s animated series starring John Lovitz, The Critic. And that we just had a blast doing that, and we, we knew we wanted to do that again with another series. It just took us until now to find the perfect series to turn our attention to. Right, and um, Star Wars droids, you know, I, I was born in 82, so I was really too young for when the, to watch this when it originally was on TV or remember it even, but I do recall Sci-Fi Channel showing reruns of this in their Cartoon Quest segment in the 90s. And, it, and it's really fascinating because you'd you'd think a Star Wars TV series, especially in the early '80s, would be the biggest thing in the world. But I find that that across across the fandom, most people don't even know that this show exists. Yeah, well, around the other t- around the same time, they also did a, a, another series called Star Wars Ewoks, and that one did last for I think two seasons and forty something episodes. It was a lot. Bigger than this one was. Uh, well, Lucasfilm was really then, throwing its weight behind the Ewoks. They got two movies. They did. They got two live action films. That's also true. Yeah. And uh, but with uh, with Star Wars um, droids, this never got a complete home video release in the United States. Uh, you you know the only thing uh, you had a, a few random episodes and videotapes here and there, and then around two thousand five or so. Lucasfilm, for whatever reason, released a few episodes of Star Wars droids with different music and kind of edited together into two features. Oh yeah, that's right. And and uh, and I've spoken on other podcasts, uh, Shermometer critiquing the critics, sequel cast, sequel cast two, um, about uh, the bootleg video con- uh, circuit that's at any number of sci-fi and fantasy conventions. Uh, Star Wars Droids is even hard to find in bootleg formats at these shows. Yeah, um, and, and the bootleg section at conventions isn't what it used to be, really. I, I think well, certainly not. Crack down on that, but you know, even in, in the mid '90s, it was ridiculous. There would be, <laughs> you know, thousands and thousands of videotapes you could pick up, or bootleg DVDs or whatever. But. Um, yeah, this episode, it takes place uh, before Star Wars A New Hope. So, I mean, this is technically some of the first prequel content you get, if you want to look at it that way. And it has Anthony Daniels returning as the voice of C-3PO, and he had to be talked into it, from what I understand. And yet, he's he's giving it his all. And I think, I think this was before Anthony Daniels kind of really learned to embrace the role of C-3PO, because... All, all throughout the 90s, I mean, that was kind of his thing. I am C-3PO. He loved talking about portraying the character at conventions. He had a column in the Star Wars, official Star Wars fan magazine. Um, I, like, I like to think that reprising the role for this animated series had something to do with that. But, you know, you, Anthony, of everyone involved in Star Wars, Anthony Daniel seems to be the person who's the happiest about his legacy. 
He's just, a, he's just a tall yeah. British bundle of, of enthusiasm. Right, and um, I think part of what makes the show interesting, why we're doing a little show of a, you know, kind of a mini-series about it, of podcast, is uh, it really gets crazy with the science fiction in a way only animation can. And beyond beyond that, like in addition to getting 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 Anthony Daniels, one of the actors from the series, uh, t- to reprise his role in this, the animation, which was produced by uh, the Nelvana Animation Company, is an order of magnitude above what you would have seen on television at the time. Uh, a, a lot of shows are being animated in Korea and Japan at the time, but this is a a fully sort of. This the show uses a fully Western form of animation, um, and it is more fluid, more detailed, and more characterful than anything else that was on television at the time. And I like to imagine that there's an alternate universe where droids began the animation renaissance um, ten years earlier, before Batman the animated series. Yeah, I mean, another thing that's different about the show is you have story arcs. It's kind of the concept, R2-D2 and 3 have different masters, and they go on adventures with them. And so instead of, the, at the time, a lot of cartoons were just one-offs. You had to be little self-contained adventures, and this, you're kind of telling a longer story. Um, yeah, there, there, are, there are sweeping story arcs, and there is continuity within the series uh, that is more or less enforced. Right. And um, in addition to to all of this it, it you just see that uh, even though the droids cartoon only lasted a season its presence was felt elsewhere you did uh, dark horse comics did some star wars droids comics well so um, did uh, so did marvel marvel did a series yeah. uh, of comics based on this animated series uh, but then the concept uh, this the concept of r2d2 c3po going from master to master having an adventure was was revived for dark horse comics i've i've got the complete run of that comic series which i plan to reread and actually use that to inform my critique of this show um, also, there is an episode of the uh, Star Wars Clone Wars series that is sort of droids inspired, where it mainly just follows around R two D two and C three PO. And you're right. When this show was originally on, you know, you said this, and yet this went on for a year. I think Ewoks went on for two or three. And um, but compared to sort of the modern Star Wars animated renaissance where you have Star Wars Clone Wars, you have Star Wars Rebels. That upcoming have, Resistance uh, show? Resistance. I actually watched a few episodes of Resistance, it's, which is more like Tailspin than Star Wars, but that's a separate topic. Um, Do they win it when they spin it? Sometimes, yeah. They, they There's racing and, and stuff that goes on, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but Star Wars droids, it... Um, it has a lot of charm to it too, and you you get a lot of weird. It was before everything had to be so on model, so you get these delightfully weird C three PO expressions and. Um... Yeah, C three PO does get to emote a little bit uh, throughout the series. Every now and then, R two D two does a little sort of almost Warner Brothers character flourish, where the, where his dome like head will pop off and spin and reattach to his body. Something that we've seen now happen with BB eight in the new trilogy. <laughs> Sure. Um, so, 
I think there'll be a lot of stuff to chew on here. And uh, before we started recording, Thrasher, you mentioned there's a few uh, segments you want to have in the show. Yeah, there there are uh, there are segments uh, that we will be doing. Uh, one will be we don't have a title for it yet, but one uh, will be. Uh, between episodes, we will each uh, experience some piece of Star Wars media. It could be a, a, an episode from another animated series. Uh, it could be a novelization. It could be a video game. It could be a comic book. But some sort of non-movie Star Wars thing. Uh, and we will we will talk about our impressions of that thing on the show, how it may or may not connect to the themes in droids. Another one we're going to be doing, which does have a title, is going to be Droid Eye for the Jedi, where every episode we will each pick a different character and we will have a debate and make the case for why our chosen character is secretly a Jedi Master working undercover. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the uh, I, the, con, the cult idea of Jar Jar Binks being a secret Jedi. Oh, the yeah, the, the notion of the drunken Master Jedi archetype. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do want to say I'm looking at these these writing credits, and you do have some people that wrote some later shows of, of note. Michael Reeves um, wrote an episode of this, uh, and he later did things like Gargoyles. Uh, also, Paul Dini did an episode of Droids. Oh, um, yeah, there's your Batman the Animated Series connection right there. Yeah, and Paul Dini did, did further work on the Ewok show, but yeah, so, I mean, that's something. And Ben Burt even did a few of these storylines, which is... Um, pretty unusual. He's the sound engineer that came up with uh, all those original sound effects in Darth Vader, whether it's R2-D2's beeps, or uh, Darth Vader's breaths, or the lightsabers, or whatever. Any Star Wars sound you recognize, Ben Burt probably came up with the original version of it. And that's something, um, of course we'll talk about more in individual episodes, but this series does make liberal use of the Lucasfilm sound library and it only helps the show. Yeah, and the theme song is done by Stuart Copeland. Which is another unprecedented thing. So Stuart Copeland was a drummer uh, for the police, uh, you know, back yep. back in the early days. Of course, you know, you'll, you'll know Sting from the police. Uh, and he, there's a very Sting quality to his voice. But his theme song for droids is so totally of the new wave period and so perfectly reflects the ethos of the series. It, it is, for all intents and purposes, a new wave ballad about the sort of self-awareness of an object. Yeah, it's a catchy melody. It um, it has a lot of character to it. Stuart Copeland would later work on doing scores for films like Highlander 2, The Quickening. But oh, yeah. um, you have to wonder, like, how he got this gig to begin with. Was his was he a fan of Star Wars? Did he have kids that went to Star Wars? You know, I don't know. But if he had kids, he absolutely would have had kids who were into Star Wars. Yeah, at this time, I think it'd be hard to avoid it. But um, I, I do wonder if people these you know these cartoons didn't do well at the time because people were expecting more adventures of the Skywalker clan or, or something, or maybe a Darth Vader cartoon or. Or something people could hang their hats on, as opposed to droids. You have two characters, one of which C-3PO complains a lot, and the other one just doesn't speak in English. And well, you know that that could have been it. And and yet, I feel like the best thing you can do is take charismatic side characters and build a show around them. Because I'm sure I'm sure what the networks wanted was a show about Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, uh, but. 
I feel like this show is so much richer because we follow these two. We, we follow the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of outer space as they exist as accessories to other people's adventures. So they still, fit, even though they have a bit more of an active hand in the narrative, they still fill the same character roles that they filled in the cinematic trilogy. And I just and it makes the Star Wars universe seem so big and broad because they are always changing masters, and we keep seeing parts of other bigger adventures. Right. So I guess yeah. in, in a way this may be, and I'm trying not to sound like I'm being sarcastic or overselling it, but in many ways this may be the truest expression of the very notion of the Star Wars uh, space opera, at least as it exists as a broad milieu for telling stories. Right. It's pretty rare that you don't have a Star Wars story that's brought down with the baggage of, you know, having to say, oh, what's happening with the Skywalkers this time? Or, what are the Jedi you know, the up whole, to? Oh, right. Or the whole empire, you know, the, the whole fate of the galaxy is at stake. You have some, it, you know, there's certainly bad guys and, and um, people doing bad things, but it's not like the... the the world's going to blow up every episode. Yeah, that's the other thing. The stakes are smaller, but are still very thrilling, which which I very much like. Um, oh, and some, something I'd like us to do. Um, let's see how many episodes we can get to before anyone uses the word Jedi in this series. Okay, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it. That's, that's going to be a running out, count. Sounds good. Uh, and well, and, and I, will, I will put it to you. I think we're going to get through the entire series and no one's going to say Jedi. Um, I, I think we'll... My bet is we'll hear it once. It won't be towards the end, though. Hmm. And uh, I think that's a question we should bring up now before we wrap up this sort of introductory episode. Uh, what order do you want to do the episodes in? Because the release order is not the chronological order. Um, the final episode of Droids is a feature-length The Great Heap which uh, actually takes place before the final story arc. So I'm wondering, what order did you want to do that in? Well, I feel like I feel like we should do it in the narrative order. Uh, but that being said, I think we should do The Great Heat for last because, one, it is feature length, and two, more than anything else it does, in this series, it really stands on its own. Okay, that sounds good. Sounds good to me. So, um, yeah, so stay tuned for episodes, you know, about each, uh, we'll do one episode of the podcast for each episode of the show, and we might even do some special topics here and there, I think. There's there's room for that, whether it's talking about the comics in more detail, or... Um, talking about, maybe well, maybe we'll pick a Clone Wars episode that's very R2-D2 and C-3PO centric. I think so, I think that, that there's room for that there, so... We, uh, yeah, we might even take a fun. look at uh, some of that Ewok media that we talked about. Yeah, we could do that too. There's a, the the world is our oyster. We could even talk about the um, the the ride at Disneyland, Star Tours. That's droids related. So oh yeah, yeah. there's all sorts of stuff we can talk about. I'm excited to talk about it over the next uh, few months to come, and um, hope you enjoy uh, listening. <laughs> this is going to be a great ride. So for uh, you do the closing, Thrasher. Okay, so for In Trouble Again, the Droids Podcast, uh, I have been William Thrasher. And I'm Matt. And uh, let's wrap this up, you clinking, clanking collection of collisionist junk.
Oh my, R2, what are you doing? Beep, boop, 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 boop.